Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Member by Abraham Goldhar, and today we're discussing Yuma Daf Nun, the fifth parak Hotziolo. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, in the Gemara Daf Mem Tes on the base, the question was asked: Shachat Umeis Moshe Yechanas Acher Bedamo. If the Kohen Gadol shechted his chattas par, but died before entering the Kosher Kadoshim and sprinkling the blood, what is the halacha regarding the Kohen Gadol who replaces him using that blood? Rabbi Yami said, "Bapar, par." That the phrase with a par implies, but not with the blood of a par that had been shechted. This new kongadol would have to bring his own par. Rabbi Yisak Navcha said, "Bapar, par." The phrase with a par means, and even with the blood of the par that had been shechted by his predecessor. On our doubt, Ravashi says that it's more reasonable to concur with Rabbi Yisak Navcha, who said that the blood itself is classified as the par. For it's written, With this shall Arn come into the Kodesh with a young part. Now, does the Kohen Gadol lead the par and by the horns? Of course not. El Badamo Bekarle Par. Rather, he shechs the par and goes in with the blood, yet the Torah refers to it as a par. The Gemara explains that according to Rabbi Ami, the passage means, With what offering does Arn become qualified to enter the Kodesh? With a young par. As a chattas, to become qualified, the new Kohen would have to bring a live par and shecht it as his offering. Point number two, the Gemara said, even if the blood is classified as a par, the alternate Kohen Gadol should not be allowed to use it. But typically, the chattas shemesu ba'aleyai. Let it be derived that he may not enter with the blood of the original par, because it's a chattas whose owner has died. The chattas shemesu ba'aleyai And the rule is, is that a chattas whose owner has died goes to its death. Raving Bar Ravada said to Rava that Rava's Talmud told them in the name of Rava Amram, Chatas Tziborhi, Misa Azla, the Kohen Gadol's par is a communal offering since it's offered on behalf of the Kohanim, and therefore it does not go to its death when the Kohen Gadol dies. Ravin proceeds to bring a proof which Rava successfully challenges as he holds that the Kohen Gadol's par is a Chatas Yachid and not a Chatas Tzibor. And pointing with three, Belazar asked the following question. According to the opinion that the Kohen Gadol's par is a carbon Yachid, Osa Tamura or Eno Osa Tamura? Can it be used to affect Tamura or not? The Gemara seeks to explain the basis of this question, since even though the Kongado is Makdish the par from his private property, we know that it atones for Al Kohanim, and an offering of partners cannot be used to affect Tamura. So the Gemara concludes that Rabbi Lezer's inquiry was concerning the Kongado's fellow Kohanim who joined him in receiving Kapara through the par. Do they receive Kapara as established partners in the offering? Or perhaps they receive Kapara in an ancillary role. An ancillary role meaning that carbon primarily attains Kapara for the Kohen Gadol, and they have the privilege of attaining Kapara with him. In this case, to more could be done. An unsuccessful attempt is made to resolve this question. So once again, the three points are number one. In the Gemara Dab Mem Tesem, a basic question was asked, If the Kohen Gadol shechted his chattas par, but died before entering the Kosher Kadashim and sprinkling the blood, what is the luck regarding the Kohen Gadol who replaces him using that blood? Rabbi Yami said, Bapar, that the phrase with a par implies, but not with the blood of a par that had been shechted. This new Kohen Gadol would have to bring his own par. Rabbi Yitzhak Nafcha said, Bapar, par. The phrase with a par means, and even with the blood of the par that had been shechted by his predecessor. On our doubt, Ravashi says, it's more reasonable to concur with Rabbi Yitzhak Nafcha, who said that the blood itself is classified as the par, for it's written, Bezos Yavo Arn El Kosh, Bebar Makar. With this shall Arn come into the coach with a young par. Now, does the Kohen Gadol lead the par in by the horns? Of course not. El Bedamo Bekarle Par. Rather, he shechs the par and goes in with the blood. Yet, the Torah refers to it as a par. The Gemara explains according to Rabbi Ami. The Pasuk means, Bema Huksha Arn Lobo El Kosh. 
With what offering does Aaron become qualified to enter the Kodesh? Bepar ben with a young par as a chattas. To become qualified, the new Kohen would have to bring a live par and shecht it as his offering. Pointing to the Gemara asks that even if the blood is classified as a par, the alternate Kohen should not be allowed to use it. But typically, the chattas shemesu ba'aleahi. Let it be derived that he may not enter with the blood of the original par because it's a chattas whose owner has died. And the rule is, is that a chattis whose owner has died goes to its death. Ravim Bar Ravada said to Ravad that Ravas told me he told him in the name of Rav Amram, the Kongado's par is a communal offering since it's offered on behalf of the Kohanim, and therefore it doesn't go to its death when the Kongado dies. Ravim proceeds to bring a proof which Ravas successfully challenges as he holds the Kongado's par is a chattis yachid and not a chattasibur. And point number three, Belazar asks the following question. According to the opinion of the Kongado's par, is a carbon yachid? Osa tamur or ain't osa tamur? Can it be used to affect tamur or not? The Gemara seeks to explain the basis of this question, since even though the Kongado is makdish the par from his private property, we know that it atones for al kohanim, and offering of partners cannot be used to affect tamur. The Gemara concludes that Rebelazar's inquiry was concerning the Kongado's fellow kohanim, who join him in receiving kapara through the par. Bikvi usa miskapri? Do they receive kapara as established partners in the offering? Odilma bikufi miskapri? Or perhaps they receive kapara in an ancillary role. An ancillary role meaning that the carbon primarily attains kapara for the kohen gadol, and they have the privilege of attaining kapara with them. In this case, tamur could be done. An unsuccessful attempt is made to resolve this question. All right, so now we go to our sim for daf nun, and our standard simon is a ninkumpoop. A ninkumpoop is a silly, foolish person. So here goes. The nincompoop pretending to be a kongadol who tried to bring his live bull into his model, Kodesh HaKadoshim, was so offended when he was told his chattis belonged to the tzibur that he tried to do tamur on it as a carbon yachid. Once again, it's emotion. The nincompoop, nincompoop, that must be warned off. Nun. The nincompoop pretending to be a kongadol who tried to bring his live bull into his model, Kodesh HaKadoshim, which reminds us, in the Gemara Dav Memtazam and Beis, the question was asked, if the kongadol shakted his chattas par but died before entering the Kodesh HaKadoshim and sprinkling his blood, what's the halach regarding the kongadol who replaces him using that blood? Rabbi Yami said, but par par, that the phrase with the par implies but not with the blood of a par that had been shakted. This new kongad would have to bring his own par. Rabbi Yitzhak Nafcha said, par, par. The phrase with a par means and even with the blood of the par that had been shakted by his predecessor. So on our Rav Ashi says it's more reasonable to concur with Rabbi Yitzhak Nafcha, who said that the blood itself is classified as a par, for it's written, Bezos Yavo Arn El Kodesh, Bepar Makar. With this shall Arn come into the Kodesh with a young par. Now, does the Kongado lead the par in by the horns? Of course not. El Bedamo Bakarle Par. Rather, he shakes the par and goes in with the blood, yet the Torah refers to it as a par. The Gemara explains that according to Rabbi the Basic means, Bamahuksha Arn Lebo El Kodesh. With what offering does Arn become qualified to enter the Kodesh? Bepar Ben Makar Lechatas. With a young par as a chatas. To become qualified, the new Kongado would have to bring a live par and shecht it as his offering. So the nincompoop, pretending to be a kongadol, who tried to bring his libel into his model Kodesh HaKadoshim, was so offended when he was told his chattis belonged to the tzibur. Which reminds the Gemara that even if the blood is classified as a part, the alternate kongadol should not be allowed to use it because it's a chattis shemesu ba'aleah, because it's a chattis whose owner has died. But chattis shemesu ba'aleah lamisa azra, and the rule is, is that a chattis whose owner has died goes to its death. So Ravim Bar Ravada said to Rava that Rava's Talmud told him in the name of Rav Amram, Chattis Tzibori, Misa Asla. The Kongado's part is a communal offering since it's offered on behalf of the Kohanim 
and therefore it doesn't go to its death when the Kohen Gadol dies. Rabin proceeds to bring a proof which Rabin successfully challenges as he holds that the Kohen Gadol's part is a Chathas Yachid and not a Chathas Sibor. So the nincompoop pretending to be a Kohen Gadol who tried to bring his libel into his model, Kodesh HaKadoshim, was so offended when he was told his Chathas belonged to the Sibor that he tried to do Timur on it as a carbon Yachid. Which reminds us, Rabbi Lazar asked the following question, according to the opinion that the Kohen Gadol's part is a carbon Yachid, can it be used to affect Timur or not? The Gemara seeks to explain the basis of this question, since even though the Kohen Gadol is Makdish the part from his private property, we know that it tones for all Kohanim, and an offering of partners cannot be used to affect Timur. The Gemara concludes Rebbe inquiry was concerning the Kohen Gadol's fellow Kohanim, who joined him in receiving Kapara through the Par. Do they receive Kapara as established partners in the offering? Or Dilma Bakufi Miskapri, or perhaps he received Kapara in an ancillary role. An ancillary role, meaning the carbon primarily attains Kapara for the Kohen Gadol, and they have the privilege of attaining Kapara with them. In this case, Timur could be done. An unsuccessful attempt is made to resolve this question. So once again, the nincompoop pretending to be a Kohen Gadol, who tried to bring his libel into his model, Kodesh HaKadoshim, was so offended when he was told his chattas belonged to the Zibur, that he tried to do Timur on it as a carbon yachid. All right, now it's time to go to our four blah blah chazorah. Tough Membav, so the symbol of Membav is a cow going moo. So here goes. The cone carrying the singed invalid cow parts, cow parts, that must be more Duff Membav. The cow carrying the singed invalid cow parts to the special fourth maracha, which reminds us that we learned in Duff Memhe Amadav that Rabbi Mir held that an additional maracha was set up daily on the Mizbech for bringing the limbs and fats that weren't consumed at night. So in Argamari here, Rabbi Lazar said in the Mirbar Kapara that Rabbi Mir was saying the following Avre Olish Nitosu, regarding the limbs of the Ola that were left over from the previous night, one makes a separate maracha for them and arranges them upon it, and even on Shabbos. So the Gemara asks what Bar Kabar is teaching, given that an explicit mission state the requirement for a fourth maracha. And Rabbi Avin answers, the clause is needed only to teach that the fourth maracha is set up even for invalid parts that are left over. But this is only if the fire has already taken hold of the invalid parts. However, if the fire had not yet taken hold of them, a special maracha is not set up for them. Rashi explains that it's only upon becoming singed that the parts are considered the bread of the Mizbech. Others understand this qualification applies to valid parts as well. So the cone carrying the singed invalid cow parts to the special fourth maracha, who was told it wasn't permitted to do so with the Friday Tamid on Shabbos, which reminds us after knowing that both Barkabat and Rava agree that we kindled the initial maracha on Shabbos to burn the leftover weekday parts. The Gemara brings Rapunas opinion that docha sofa in a docha, the beginning of the Shabbos Tamid, referring to a chita and offering up of its parts, is docha Shabbos, but the end of the Friday Tamid is not Docha Shabbos. So we see that Rav Huna holds that parts of the weekday Tamid are not burned on Shabbos. The Gemara brings a Malchuk is wondering what is meant by Inadocha. Rav Chissa said, it's Docha Shabbos ve Inadocha Satuma. This means that although the end of the Tamid is Docha Shabbos, it's not Docha Tuma, although we generally override the Tuma restrictions for the sake of the Tamid, the mere burning of its parts is not significant enough to warrant this. Rav said that Rav Huna meant Docha Satuma ve Inadocha Shabbos, although the burning of the Tamid is Docha Tuma, the end of the Friday Tamid is not Docha Shabbos, although the parts of the Tamid are burned in a state of Tuma. The parts of the Friday Tamid are not burned on Shabbos, for their burning doesn't warrant being Docha Shabbos. So the cone carrying the cinch invalid cow parts to the special fourth Maracha, who was told it wasn't permitted to do so with the Friday Tamid on Shabbos, almost stepped on and extinguished coals that had been removed from the Mizbeach. Which reminds us, it was stated in Machabe Esh Machta Menorah, with regard to one extinguishes the fire of the Machta, the Ketor Shavu, or the Menorah, Abai says, one is Chayv, and Rav says he's Pats, and Gamora clarifies 
that they agree that one is chayev if he extinguished the coal at the top of the Mizbeach. They disagree in a case when he took it down to the ground and extinguished it there. Abai said he's chayev, Eisha Mizbeachu. The coal is considered the fire of the Mizbeach. Rabbi says he's patri, came into nitka, nitka, because once it's removed from the Mizbeach, it was removed. It's no longer considered Eish HaMizbeach. Daf Memzayin says, Simmer Daf Memzayin is a maze. Here goes. The boy running through the Yom Kippur maze, maze, that must be more than Daf Memzayin. The boy running through the Yom Kippur maze with a ladle of Katoras, which reminds us that the reason the Kongala carries the Katoras into the Kodesh Kodeshim with the cuff is that it was not possible without it. He couldn't enter once with the Shabbat of coals and then enter again with the Chafina, since the Pasuk mentions bringing in only once. If he were to take the Ketoras in his hands and put the Machta on top, then he would need to grasp the Machta in his teeth and place it on the ground and then put the Ketoras on it. This would be unseemly if done before a human king, let alone before the Melech Malchim Amlachim Baruch Therefore, since it's not possible to bring the Ketoras in his cupped hands, he does it in the manner that's found by the Nassim. Rashi explains that when the Nassim brought their special offerings for the inauguration of the Mishkan, they offered a kaf katoris, a ladleful of katoris. So the boy running through the Yom Kippur maze with a ladle of katoris had to locate seven brothers dressed as Kohan Gadolim, which reminds us, it was taught in the Bryce of Sheba Banim Hayala Kimchis, Bakhun Shimshu Bakuna Gadol. Kimchis had seven sons, and all of them served as Kohan Gadol. The Rabban asked her what she did to be Zochin to this, and she replied, Mayamai will row Kors Basi Kalisari. In all my days, the beams of my house didn't see the braids of my hair. They said to her, they said to her, Harbi Asuken, many women did this and didn't accomplish what you did. So the boy running through the Yom Kippur maze with a ladle of Katoras had to locate seven brothers dressed as Kohan and Gadoim and got bonus points if he found the kid with very pudgy hands, which reminds us. The more brings an inquiry regarding the rule that the Komets is not supposed to be overflowing. When Yochanan said that Rabbi Yeshua ben Uzal inquired, What's the status of that which is trapped between the fingers of one's full comets? Is it considered part of the comets or not? But Papa clarified that the question pertained to that which is trapped between the fingers and not visible to either side. Rabbi Shubin resolved the question and answered that that which is trapped between the fingers is a suffix. The Gemara asked, well, what should be done with this? Ramari says that according to the Rabbanan, who forbids something that's meant to be eaten to be placed in the Mizbeach, even for the sake of firewood, there is no option except the Kamsishmeni that fact Bohani performed Kamitsa. Since their hands are pudgy, nothing will get trapped between their fingers. Daf Memches, so the similar Daf Memches is a brainiac. A brainiac, so here goes. While some brainiacs, brainiacs, that must mean we're on Daf Memches. While some brainiacs were busy testing their pacing the comets on the inside of the Kli technique, which reminds the Rapapa inquired, what's the luck of after performing Kamitsa? The Kohen pasted the comets to the wall of the Kli Shars rather than placing it at the bottom of the Kli. And Marba Ravashi asked what the luck is if the Kohen inverted the Kli Shars and pasted the comets to its bottom. This is the case in which the Kli had a hollow stand that could serve as a receptacle when the Kli was turned upside down. Do we have to place the comets inside the Kaling properly, or would these alternative placements work? Both are left as a teku. So, while some brainiacs were busy testing their pasting the comets on the inside of the Kli technique, others were on the floor analyzing the status of spilt katoris from the Kong Gadol's Chafina, which reminds us, the Gemara prefaces Repuppa's next query by introducing the following halacha. If the blood of a shakta carbon spilled on the floor from the incision of the animal's neck, and the cone gathered it up, it's puzzle. Whereas if it was first received in the Kresharis and then spilled on the floor and he gathered it up, it's kosher. So Rapup inquired, what's the luck if the katoris scattered from the cone goddess full cupped hands and fell to the ground? May he gather it up from the ground and use it or not? Do we say Yadu Katsabar Behemadami Upasua? His hand is analogous to the neck of the animal and the katoris that fell to the ground is puzzle? Or do we say Kalisharis Dami Vlopasua? Or that perhaps the hand is analogous to the Kalisharis and the katoris that fell is not puzzle? 
So on the one hand, the Torah doesn't require the Ketores to be placed in the Klishares, in which case the special consecration of the Ketores occurs when it's placed in the Kohen Gadol's hands. But on the other hand, since we learned that the Kohen Gadol practically requires the Kaf to carry the Ketores into the Kosha Kadoshim, the consecration occurs in the Kaf, and the Kohen Gadol's hands are considered like the neck of the animal. The Gemara leaves it as a teku. So while some brainiacs were busy testing their pasting the comets on the inside of the Kli technique, Others were on the floor analyzing the status of spilled katoris from the Kohen Gadol's Khafina with their left hands tied behind their backs. Which reminds us, when Roshesh was asked, Halacha b'small mahu, what's halacha? Regarding carrying the blood to the Mizbech in the left hand, he answered that it was taught in the mission regarding the Kohen Gadol bringing the katoris, not till he takes the shovel of coals in his right hand and the kaf of katoris in his left hand. So clearly, halacha is valid if it's done in the left hand. The Gemara in the next Amid successfully refused Rav Sheshis based on a price that states... If a czar or a cone who is an onin, drunk or blemished, does the Kabbalah halacha of zrika of the blood, it's puzzle. The ken yoshe, the ken small, puzzle. And so too, if a valid cone does any of these avodas while sitting or with his left hand, it is puzzle. Daf Memtes, so the simmer Daf Memtes is meat and we use a butcher. So here goes. The former butcher, butcher, that must be more on Daf Memtes, meat. The former butcher became the alternate Kohen Gadol and was called into service when the Kohen Gadol died right after doing Khafina, which reminds us when Yeshua Ben Levi inquired if the Kohen Gadol filled his hands with katoras and placed it in the cuff, but died before burning it in the Kodesh Kadash, he made the Kohen Gadol replaces him, use the katoras that was scooped up by the first Kohen Gadol, or must he perform a new Khafina? Papa said that it depends on the following issue. If the Kohen Gadol does Khafina before entering the Kodesh Kadash and does it again inside, which means he pours the katoras back into his hands from the cuff, before pouring it onto the coals, then the new Kongado can use the original Khafina since he'll be doing the second Khafina. But if the Kongado only does Khafina once before entering the Koshikadashim, and then upon entering he pours directly from the cuff onto the coals, then it's a valid question whether the new Kongado can use the first Kongado's Khafina and not do his own Khafina. So the former butcher became the alternate Kongado and was called into service when the Kongado died right after doing Khafina got nervous about doing the second chafina with his larger hands. Which reminds Rav Huna Braid Rav Yeshua Torah Papa that the reasoning is the opposite. If the Kohen Gadol does chafina twice, once before entering and once after he enters, then the new Kohen Gadol who replaces him may certainly not enter with the first chafina, since it's impossible for him not to take less or more gadors than he needs, since his chafina is not the same size as his predecessors. But if the Kohen Gadol does not do chafina a second time upon entering, but pours the gadors directly from the cup onto the coals, then it is a question whether the new Kohen Gadol can use the first Kohen Gadol's Khafina. So the former butcher became the alternate Kohen Gadol and was called into service when the Kohen Gadol died right after doing Khafina, got nervous about doing the second Khafina with his larger hands while holding the cuff in his teeth. Which reminds the Gemara proves that the Kohen Gadol does do a second Khafina from the following price of Ketsudu Osa. How does the Kohen Gadol do Khafina once he enters the Kodesh Kadashim? So after depositing the shovel full of coals on the ground, he grasps the front of the cup of Ketores with his fingertips, and some say with his teeth, with the handle towards the body. And he carefully pulls it upward with his thumb until the handle reaches between his elbows, and then he tilts the cup and pours its contents back into his cupped hands. And he heaps it up on the coals so the smoke should come slowly, which Miri says, is so the Kongol should not choke from the sudden release of smoke. Others say that he scatters it on the coals so the smoke should come quickly, which the mirror explains is so that the Kongol will not have time to gaze upon the Koshikadoshim. The Bresa concludes, and this was a difficult avoda performed in the base of Mikdash, and the Gemara challenges the statement given that Malik and Kamitsa are also difficult, and revised statement too, this was among the difficult avodas performed in the base of Mikdash. Alright, now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions plus 3 bonus questions from previous Mesechus. Number 1. 
which definitely when the Rabuna Braid where Yeshua said that the alternate Kohen Gadol cannot do Chafina with the first Kohen Gadol's Chafina because the size of his hands are different. That's on Duff. Memtes. Good number two. Which Duffy Malchus of the Kohen Gadol's par is considered a Chatat Sibor or a Chatat Yachi? That's on Duff. None. Good number three. Wish that they learned that Barkapai teaches that the fourth Morocco is set up even for invalid parts that are left over, provided they have become singed. That's on Duff. Membuff. Good number four. Wish that they learned that one is not permitted to do halacha with the left hand. That's on Duff. Memchas. Good number five. Wish that they learned the Kongado took the Katoris into the Kodesh with a cuff because there was no way for him to bring it in with just his hands. That's on Duff. Memzain. Good number six. Wish that we have a question in the case where the Kongado dies after doing Chafina, whether the alternate Kongado can use the first Kongado's Chafina. That's on Duff. Memtes. Good number seven. Wish that the Kimchis had seven sons who served as Kohanim Gadolin. That's on Duff. Memzain. Good number eight. Wish that the Rapuna holds that parts of the weekday Tamid are not burned on Shabbos. That's on Duff. Membuff. Good number nine. Wish that we discuss whether a Kongadu replaced a Kongadu that died after the Shechita of the Par used the blood of his Par. That's on Duff. None. Good. And number ten. Wish that the Gemara leaders that take with the question whether the Katoris had fell to the ground from the Kongadu's hand can be used. That's on Duff. Memchas. Great. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Wish that we learned the Simch for a man in Yantav is wine, whereas for a woman it's new clothing. That's on Duff. Kuftesim Psachim. Good. Number two. Which of the one that Moshe Rabbeinu decided three things on his own and Kosh Baruch concurred with his decision? That's on Duff. Pezayin. Good. And number three. Which Duff did we learn that Yechezkel had a vision of the stream trickling from the base of Minkach growing in to a raging stream in the future? That's on Duff. Yedzayin and Shkalim. Excellent. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Avram Golden wishing you a great day and great learning.